0: Instead of to in Christian part of Kazimierz, we stand in front of the gate leading to Skalka. Skalka means the little rock. Archaeological research shows that Skalka and its surrounding was inhabited by Celts. Celts, we current Poles believe, were Irish people, Scottish, people from Wales or Britannia. But that very ancient tribes were living also in France, Germany, Austria, and Czechia. In the third century before Jesus Christ, the tribes cultivating Celtic culture arrived in Lesser Poland, and current church stands in the middle of ancient Celtic settlement. The settlement existed here until 14th century, when the city of Kazimierz was built and of course the center of people's lives was moved just right there. And also uh, Kazimierz received the name from the king Kazimierz the Great, who established the city 27th February 1335 in Sandomierz, giving the city, not only his own name, but also his private arm of codes. And of course, Charter being a copy of all establishments of the German city in Magdeburg. Magdeburg was a pattern used very often by Polish rulers when they intended to establish the new settlement. And Kazimierz became one of the five settlements of Krakow's agglomeration, called soon as Pentapolis, the City of Five. And the new settlements, King Kazimierz of the Great Invited, among German-speaking population of Poland and Silesia. The Church of the Little Rock has various old roots, in 10th century it replaced pagan temple and with time it became for Polish rulers the obligatory place for pilgrimages, marking the coronation's time. And from fourteenth century Saint Paul's orders monastery is located here. They were brought to Krakow from Częstochowa by very famous historian Mandugos. He supported the idea financially and politically, and Paul's, Paul's monks have very multicultural background because of the patron and establisher of the monastery was Saint Paul the first Eremite of Thebes. He lived in Egypt for 113 years in the 3rd and 4th century of common era. In 13th century Hungarian hermits, copying the master, called themselves the monks of St. Paul. The first monastery created by them in Poland was at first occupied by Hungarians and very, very small because of the order seemed extremely tough to follow. With time the mastery grew up and gained a lot of fame. Now we continue our walk through Paulinska street, named that because of the very close presence of the monastery. Monastery is old but the street is young. It was established behind the walls of old city of Krakow and Skauka, which was part of the agglomeration. We can still see the original walls, defensive walls surrounding the territory of the monastery. Paulinska street was made in 19th century after the old riverbed of Viswa was removed. Gajimishtu centuries was located on an island surrounded by Viswa waters with time, very large riverbed started drying out, it was turned into mud, and it was something very unhealthy for current inhabitants. Actually, I stood behind the decision made by Mayor Joseph Dittle just to remove this bed and to make city of Krakow enlarged for the lands of Kazimierz. So we continue our work through Paulinska Street. Actually, the street is quite young because it could be built only after the old riverbed of Viswa River was dried out. Kazimierz, as a city, was located through centuries on an island surrounded by the river's water. And primarily, the riverbed was the large one here, but with time, it started drying out. The muds and very unhealthy environment was created, of course, putting in danger the health of inhabitants of Kazimierz. And actually, does stood behind the decision of the president of Krakow, just to remove the Vistula bed and all the wet grounds around, and just to connect Krakow to Kazimierz. Not only by the political decision, but also. In 1880s the construction works were already finished and two cities were united. Mayor Joseph Dittl, who stood as a main leader of the project, was very famous as the physicist, professor of medicine and also man of trust by Austrian authorities, we must remember that in the 1880s Krakow was part of the Austrian-Hungarian Empire. And in times when along the old riverbed beautiful gardens were built called Kante, land of detail, the surrounding territories were already inhabited by the Jews. Because of Pauline Street was quite new, very progressive Jewish institutions were made. We passed by building number twenty-eight in Paulinska. Twenty-eight public bath, ritual bath called Ni Nikfa was located. The building consisted of the bath and also ritual pools. Trakowski Jewish Congregation took the decision about the construction in 1911. It intended to make a very modern, cozy place for more wealthy members of the community. The old mikveh located in Sharoka Street number six was considered too old school, not comfortable enough for the rich. And the final project was made by Hendrik Lavensdorf, a very famous Jewish architect, in 1818, And the building was huge and modern, 400 square meters. It consisted of two parts, the main two-story building stood along Pawlinska Street, and it had two back buildings attached, standing in the yard. The building had two separate entrances, on the right for men and on the left for women. ground floor was dedicated for the male use and the first floor belonged to women. And rich people paid for the entrance and poor could use it for free. Uh, in 1930, for example, 160,000 people used the baths so it provided the bath very big incomes for the community. They made even up to six percent of the yearly incomes of the congregation. And after the war in the building the company owned by the state of Poland was located. The name it was the plumber. Later, of course, uh, the function has changed. An association, Wajna, organizing the thea- theater received its space, and also Baraka Theater, very famous for organizing drag queens' performances, and also projections of queer-themed films. And also after 2020, cooperative Obinivo its own headquarter in the building and the place became very famous and more left-wing activists, political parties, members and NGOs in Krakow. And now we continue our walk through Krakowska Street and actually the street is named this way because uh, it was located in the separate city and of course it led to old Krakow. The city quarters became one entity only in the 1800s. Krakowska actually naturally prolongates Grotka Street, which is connected to the main square of Krakow. In ancient time, along that road, the Amber Road was located, which means the route that let the merchants of the ancient Rome transport amber. From the Baltic Sea region. And actually it's not surprising that when Poland was already created, it consumed the fame of the Merchant Road, all the cities of agglomeration of Krakow were built along that very road. And actually the same route made Krakow in 14th and 15th century the center of European market. The street was frequently visited by merchants from the whole world at large, from the Middle East, from Italy, Spain, Scotland, Ireland, and New London. And now we follow Krakowska Street in the direction of Wolnica Square. Krakowska Street connects the settlements of Krakow to Biediczka and its very famous salt mines. The salt was produced here from prehistorical times, about 5,000 years ago, the findings proved that. In ancient times production was continued by Celts, and in medieval times, the Duke, well, as well the shy, decided uh, to mine the salt from the mines instead of instead of using very salty springs the mining was more effective and in times of King Kashmir the Great, the first modern industry was created. We can say the first corporation. The mission of organizing it was given to the Jewish advisor and banker of the king. His name was Lefko the Great. The banker became the richest man in the country and his company provided thirty percent of all the incomes for the king's treasury. Thanks to that incomes, the Krakow's Academy could be financed. Now it is famous Jagiellon University. The salt was called white gold, and it was more precious than gold itself because, of in times of no fridge, salt preserved food and it helped to transport food for very long distances. And it is at the end of the Krakow street, behind the river, there are hills covered by forests. And from that very place comes the material, the white limestone, which was used in old times to build the city of Krakow, and also Kazimierz. In Krzemionki Hills, ancient king's necropolis was located. Necropoli of the rulers over the Vistulan tribe. To commemorate the kings, Vistulans built the mounds, artificially of course. In Krzemionki, until the Renaissance, there were 40 that kind of mounds. The oldest preserved mound bears the name of the mythical, legendary king of Krakow, Krak. You know for sure that the construction was built around 7th century of common era and there are also very many theories what culture started tradition of making that kind of semi graves. The nuns actually were used as ancient calendar and they were situated to provide a beautiful view of rising sun in very certain points of the year. Marking the days, very holy for the Celts. But probably uh, much older cultures contributed to the existence of the tradition. There are findings of the middle artifacts from Avarian culture that anticipated Hungarians. Also, we know that there are no graves of the kings inside. Probably the bodies were. Put to the urns after being, after being burned down, and actually that burials by burning down the bodies were practiced in Krakow until the 10th century, until Christianity was adopted. And also there are theories proving that ancient tribes called Sarmatians contributed to that customs, the most western part of the teri- territories were located in Lesser Poland. Before of that, they shared steps of Asia with another tribes, for example, Scythians. About third century before common era, Sarmatians moved to Ukraine and Russia. Ancient historians called Sarmatia all the lands lying on the east from Germany and Baltic Sea was ascribed with the word Sarmatian, see. In about 5th century Sarmatians mixed with the new tribes, the Slavs. Slavs arrived in Lesser Poland in about 5th century from Balkan region, from Croatia. Now we stand in Volnica Square. It was called like this in 19th century for commemoration of the medieval privilege that Kazimierz received connected to the free market. The merchants of Kazimierz didn't have to pay taxes. Wolnica Square was the market square, the same almost size it had as the main square of Krakow. Krakow's rynek counts about 200 meters at each of its sides, and Kazimierz was a little bit smaller, about 195 meters each of the sides of the square. With time, the square was actually diminished because the capital city of Krakow had eaten Kazimierz at its own quarter. The reason for making city of Kazimierz was that King Kazimierz the Great hated Krakow and its rebellious merchants. He wanted to create a competing entity, a better city, more privileged as well. With time Kazimierz had lost competition against Krakow because of the next rulers who were not uh, so involved in local economy. On the main square, the city hall was of course constructed. Current form comes from 1414. Um, this is the oldest part we can see. It is attached, actually, that old part to the tower. The city hall was enlarged in 1829. Uh, for the needs of the school, merchant school, and after the Jews moved to that part of former Christian city of Kazimierz, the school was changed into the Jewish primary school. Later, very many educational institutions were located in the building. What is interesting here also, it is a plate half sculpture built in the wall of the city hall in 1907. It represents invitation by Kazimierz the Great for the Jews to Poland. Uh, the idea was born among the Jews in 1869 because of the huge celebrations that happened in Kazimierz from the occasion of the second burial of the King Kazimierz the Great, patriotic celebrations traveled across the city of Krakow and they ended in Kazimierz in progressive synagogue called Temple. Rabbi Szymon insisted that the Jews should remember the King Kazimierz who was equally good for both poles and the Jews. And after many years of discussions the Jews decided to make that plate. It was designed by Henrik Hochmann of Lublin. It shows the Jewish legend about the origins of the name of the Polish country. Poland derives from Hebrew words "po'in." You will remain here. Very famous philosopher and thinker of Krakow Kazimierz, Mosa Isales, had written the story about the Jews being Pushed out of Spain and Portugal in 1492 and 1496, they migrated to the east. And when they arrived in Poland, they thought the name of the country is Polin. They took it as a good sign. And also, uh, to make it even more obvious, they found a card with information that Polin means invitation. For settlement. And said, said later that in this country in Poland there is no hate towards the Jews in contrast to Germany. He believed that Poland is a promised land for the Jews and it will stay this way until the will arrive again. Now we turn to the direction of the Corpus Christi Blazerik. Despite it is not the oldest church in the quarter, for sure, it is the most important, and especially it was in history. Uh, the basilic, constructed from initiative of King Casimir the Great in thirteen forty two, took very many years uh, to received current shape. Of course, it was called city's fara. Faras which means the Christian German temples located in the German city that had not only the religious, liturgic functions, but also very civic ones. So far as were just administrative centers, the smallest units of the administration of the city, with parish schools located there, doctor's practices, or archives collecting documents about the population were kept there, all the announcements from the city's councils and also the kings of the country were also necessarily presented in the churches to the public, to the believers. The name of the basilic, the Corpus Christi, was very popular in 14th century. The center of the cult of the body of the Christ was of course France, but the cult expanded also to Poland. And also in the church we can find very many analogies to the situation in Kazimierz, which was for sure inhabited by the Jews even earlier than the Jewish quarter was established, that happened in 15th century. But one of the medieval chapels is dedicated to St. Anna, St. Anna was a patron of the wife of the King Kazimir the Great, Adelaida, Anna, called popularly Anna. The same name was also by the next woman, wife of the King, this time, Varyslavia Gilwa, and Céline. She was granddaughter of the emperor Emperatrice of the signed Roman Empire. Saint Anna originally uh, was the mother of Mary, mom of Jesus Christ. According to apocryphal story, Saint Anna was born in Judea, in Bethlehem. She had her own family home. Her parents, also we know their names, were according to local tradition descendants of the Kings' dynasty of David. They were quite poor, but very just. Anna received great education and also she was raised in the Jewish faith. She even served in Jerusalem Temple and the same traditions she passed to her daughter. She gave birth to Mary in forty fifth year of her life. She chose a name Mary and eighty days after her giving birth. Her and her husband took the child to the Jewish temple because of letters required by law. They believed that will provide happiness and prosperous life to their daughter. Medieval builders of the church had deep knowledge about common roots of the Jewish and Christian faith. They knew also from where the signs of both later religions, which means Western-Eastern Christianity, came from. From the church, we are entering the street called Joseph. Despite uh, we were talking about the Holy Family, Joseph received its name after the Emperor of Austria, Joseph II. After the third partition of Poland, Austrians ruled in that part of the world and actually in about 90 years Kazimierz had changed its belonging. In time of about 90 years Kazimierz, aspired its status and place, it belonged to very many countries. For example in, 19, in 1795 Austrians took power in Kazimierz making it part of the, of the Holy Roman Empire. That was the current name of the state. They were pushed out in 1807 by Napoleon army and Kashmir found itself in the borders of Duchy of Warsaw. It collapsed in 1815 and a quarter was taken by Austria once again. Because of the Vienna Congress decision, Austrians were forced to push out themselves of Kuzmir, as the Yiddish name of the quarter, and they made Kazimierz part of free, independent, and fully neutral city of Krakow and its surrounding. That was the full name of the entity. The state called also. Other ways, Krakow's Republic or Free City of Krakow. That entity survived until 1846 when it was dismantled as a form of punishment for organizing Krakow's uprising. It became once again part of Austria. Austrians created in surrounding lands Krakow's Duchy. We should know that Krakow officially was not part of that, but in practice it was very dependent on the region. Informally it belonged to Kingdom of Galicia and Lodomeria, including Duchy of Oświęcim and Zator. De facto, that kingdom lied behind the river. Additionally, we should know that In 1867, Austria adopted a new constitution, becoming constitutional monarchy, and it changed its own name to Austrian Hungarian Empire. So, uh, if we would ask, in times in partitions of Poland, any person in Kazimierz, to what country his land belongs? you wouldn't know. There were legends about people who loved to swim across the river from Kazimierz out to the next border, but they had to swim carrying the passports in their teeth because they could land in just other countries and could be stopped by the guardians. Joseph Street symbolically and physically connected two parts of Kazimierz. In 1945, after anti-Jewish riots that happened across Europe in every almost single country, which were inspired by Holy Inquisition from Spain, in that very year also merchants of Krakow decided to get rid of the Jews of the city. Before the events, ten years later. They had managed to push out the Jewish population from the Jewish quarter. Now, the university quarter is located there. Illegally, using tortures, they forced the Jews to abandon their houses and worked. But the merchants, in majority, Lost their freedom, or lives, punished by the king of Poland. Unfortunately, in 1495, ten years later, King Jan Olbracht decided to help the merchants with removal of the Jews from the city. If the Jews wanted to stay in the city and get close to the king, they had to move to Kazimierz. The decision was to divide the city by defense into two parts. One remained Christian Kazimierz with its main square, city hall, city council, monasteries and churches. But the second part was renamed as Oppidum Judeorum in Latin. And actually Oppidum was very independent city with its own treasury, called, from Hebrew, Kupa, Erdony Council, equivalent of the city council, called kahal, with its own judiciary system, separate merchant's guilds, with its square, now, this large, szeroka street. The city was very independent on the rest of Kazimierz and it reported only to the king. With time it, re- it received even the privilege the non tolerancy chrystiensis. The same rights had the Christian part. Despite the mixing of the population it was not welcome it happened. We entered Sharoka Street and we found ourselves in the centre of the old Jewish world in Krakow. In sixteenth century, in two lines of the buildings standing in both sides of the street, plus in few buildings in the top extra sides of the street. About five thousand people lived. We can imagine that every single little house was inhabited by twenty-three people, which makes about five people for a flat. And also, the apartments were extremely small. Uh, we can imagine that the richest, richest people of the kingdom had two or three rooms only for. The use of their own families, so the street was extremely overcrowded. Symbol of power in the quarter was the old synagogue. We must remember that the Jews lived in the cities, but they were not the merchants. They functioned in the frame of separate state. In Polish country, in contrast to other Christian countries there were not three states, which means social classes, but four. The biggest, which means the most numerous state was peasant state, seventy percent of the society. The second state were merchants, city folk, ten percent of the society. And in Polish hierarchy, higher standing in a social position, state, were Jews, another 10% of the society. The noblemen were making also around 10%. And the Jews had very different sets of laws to obey. That legal system was run by Polish rulers, special books of privileges for the Jews, were obligatory respected by all the kings, but what that rules considered, consisted, the Jews themselves could decide. We'll explain that later. Let's watch the building. It is has a renaissance in its form. It was rebuilt by the same family of Italian stonemasons that main project of renovation of the cloth hall on the main square in 16th century, Paolo Santi and Matteo Gucci. Actually, Old Synago was also attached to the city walls, defensive system of the walls protecting the city, so it had also a military function. It was not only a religious building, but also it served as arsenal and had its own different utility rooms, for example, the prison and also our gallows used to punish local criminals. You you walk down the street and continue our story. With time, in 1580s the Jews received their own parliament called Saint of the Fourth Month. Saint decided about everything connected to the Jewish life, about the taxes, the Jews collected among themselves to pass it, to pass that, to the king. And actually in Sherlock Street very many parliament members lived. One of those people was very famous Wolf Popper, the owner of the silver mines in Red Russia, and also a man who established Popper Synagogue in sixteen twenty. Very famous thinker Moses Isulas resided and thought in a private synagogue founded by his father for Chicken Jews who migrated mig- uh, my, Rated here from Prague, Wojciech Iselas wrote a book called Mapa, a tablecloth, being an adaptation of Middle Eastern customs to the Polish, actually, Eastern European situation. The main book he referred to was Truchaneruch of Mo- Mojżesz Karo. The Jewish schools, which means the Jewish educational institution of the higher level, higher grade, were famous for the whole world. Krakow's rabbis who had roots in very many countries in Europe were considered as the best authorities. Here in Kazimierz the knowledge of the Middle East was, was mixed with the newest discoveries and sciences discovered by the Jewish students in Italian Padua, where they studied in local university. Also, Italian Jews contributed to local developments, actually introducing the liberal customs of Italy. Kazimierz has its own Jewish doctors, who were also masters in producing all kinds of drugs and medicines. It had also Russian printers, who, as the first ever in Poland, started to print the books instead of rewriting them. Actually, during the work we will not be talking about greatness or local synagogues, and also Other beautiful monuments, because so that's the long topic for the next work. We'll talk actually about the fate that met local Jewish population during the Second World War. We can see a green grass surrounded by the fence in shape of the Jewish candlesticks menorahs. There is a monument dedicated in form of the stone dedicated to 64,000 inhabitants of Kazimierz who were murdered by the Nazi Germans in 1943 and later. In the very beginning of the war uh, the Nazis decided that Krakow is a German city that can't be re-germanized and that's why the Jews are not allowed to live here. So 56,000 of people received an order to move out of their houses until 1940 most of them actually changed uh, the living place. Most of them unfortunately couldn't find safe haven and they ended in concentration camps. Only fifteen thousand people were allowed to stay due to the special skills. They were mostly engineers, stonemasons, and some of their families. These people were actually pushed out of Kazimir in March 1941 and moved across the river through our city, where the Nazis located the ghetto. In actually the poorest part of the former city of Ninyaners, the workers' settlements. The Jewish living quarter was very small. It was actually naturally protected by the river from one side and the mountains of Krzemionki from the other side. The ghetto survived only two years because of the Nazis after a series of very brutal liquidations decided to liquidate the quarter finally. People were actually forced to walk into Podgorza when they forcibly were made destroying two old Jewish that, cemeteries that existed in that territory. Instead of the cemeteries, the Jews had to build barracks to live in. This is the same place where not only the Jewish cemeteries, but also ancient burials of Polish or local rulers were actually installed in ancient times. Concentration camp in Plaszow was the place where most of people after slave very difficult to work were killed or in the place or by being transported to Beguas concentration camp and the Jewish life haven't returned in the previous r- uh, shape to Kajmir until the thousands nowadays the quarter is the most favorite place among Krakow students and also this is a very multicultural location because of the countless restaurants serving foods from all over the world including kosher Jewish kitchen of Italian Jews. Also there are Israeli cafeterias and restaurants and also Arabic bars, Moroccan locations serving halal meats and other products and also countless other places. And for sure, guys, haven't said the last word.